0: Are you an Apple fan, but you're ready to make the switch to the Pixel?
1: We've got a full panel to discuss in depth the pros and cons of the Google Pixel. All that in Apps of the Week, Tech 411 starts now.
2: Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 4. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore.
0: Salutations! Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show
1: number 163. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
0: Todd, we are on the cusp of Black Friday, the holidays, and there are many presents to be given to our loved ones, but also for ourselves And as you know, we are tech guys, and for weeks now, we've been talking about the nightmare that's been going on in the world of Samsung, the underwhelming reception for the iPhone 7, and this dark horse, the Pixel, from Google, that may have a great opportunity to take over the world. I'm a Apple fanboy. You know that. I'm a mark. I'll buy anything they sell. I bought the iPhone 7, not as excited as I was before about it today. I keep on hearing about people loving the Pixel And now we have someone, a colleague of yours, on the line that's going to tell us more about their experience.
1: That's right. My friend David Markle joins us today. He is a tech guy like me. Um, Believe it or not, he's a former Apple fanboy. He owned the original iPhone and all the iterations in between up to the iPhone 6. And he recently decided to switch to the Pixel so I wanted to get him on the show and we could have a discussion about how that process went for him. Thanks for joining us, Dave.
0: Hey, thank you for having me. Dave, uh, before we get started, uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, we've met before and you're also a kite surfing enthusiast. Correct. Uh, yeah. When I get the chance. Yeah. So are, are you excited to take your pixel kite surfing? Because I don't know if it's waterproof like the iPhone seven. I think it's called a kite boarding. Oh, right? damn it. It's all right.
2: Yeah, It's either one. It's interchangeable.
0: OK, but, but it's not uh,
2: waterproof, right? The pixel. I, uh, it's it's not. But uh, I know people and I can't say their names because they're married. Um, that carry their phones on them in a waterproof bag, their non-waterproof <laughs> phones, while they're out kite surfing. So I can't, I, I can't say who those people are, but it seems to work well for them. So if they ever get an emergency call, they can say, Hi, honey. All Uh, I'm uh, I'm getting gas for the car. (laughs) So let's back up. That was a shot across the
0: bow. I set it up. I set it up.
1: (laughs) Let's back up for a second. I started following Dave's posts about how he was going to switch from the iPhone 6 to the Pixel. And he gave us day-by-day reviews. But let's talk about what made you want to switch from the
2: iPhone. I think you know, you can sum it up by sort of one thing, and that is that I'm a, you know, it's just shaken out that I'm a Google user, right? I use Google Maps for my maps. I prefer them. I use Gmail. I've always, you know, my, my, uh, address is, you know, just my name. That's how long I've been using Gmail practically. So, um, and with those two, I use Google Calendar and then, you know, the iPhone makes it so hard to be a Google, uh, you know, Google services Mm -hmm. user. Um, it, you know, I just keep waiting for OS update after OS update after OS update. I thought with the latest one, you know, the ability to take off the, the maps. But when I saw that it just strands you without maps, you know, if you're in Siri or something like that, it's like, I'm done. I, I'm i thinking of being done with this. And then a coworker came in, brought in his iPhone 7 and said, look at this. And I looked at it and I said, it looks like what I have now. And <laughs> Then I said, OK, it's
1: time. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Dave. I use all Google apps and I have an iPhone. And for the longest time, I've been going, why am I uh, staying with the Apple uh, Apple ecosystem? Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, their apps are great um, and, and even the Google apps are great, but I have to agree that you know the integration between all the apps is very prohibited when you're running iOS uh, because Apple always prefers their own you know uh, apps over any third-party well, apps. They're,
0: com- they're they're competing, right? So if if we're gonna really boil it down, the idea that Apple and Google would share their services and let them fully integrate without a problem seamlessly, that's I mean, that's asinine when two companies are competing. But I would say that every effort that Apple has made as of yet, if you talk about the maps, if you talk about their their current cloud services, it simply isn't as robust and as user-friendly as the offerings from Google. So yeah, I, mean, I could see who, you, people, why people are walking away because of that infrastructure and that platform allowing to integrate within your mobile and desktop worlds.
2: Yeah, and that's right, Oscar. And who says... Who's ever said to you, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Apple user, and I just love their email, I love their maps, and that's why I stay with them. And it's not the reason why. People only stay with those services because they have to. And uh, you're in a bubble if you think anything different, I, I think.
1: All right, so take us to the process. What was it like, you know, getting the device, setting it up, and really, I want to hear about all the pain points.
2: Well, I was pretty blown away by I mean, I was straight up blown away by the, uh, by the movement of of one to the other, um, I wasn't expecting it to be that smooth. They basically give you um, the phone, they give you uh, a USB Type-C adapter that goes on the back of your USB Type-A on your lightning cable, you connect the butts of the phones together, you go through the wizard on the on the Pixel, and you wait, in, in, my, case is that, in my case I had like over 100 gigs of data, so I waited a couple hours and it was done.
1: And what did, what transferred obviously uh, text messages, photos, things like that.
2: Text messages, photos, music, videos. Um, I think I had to redo the, you know, like settings and, and whatnot, but, uh, I really cared about those sorts of things and it's, it was relatively not glitchy. Um, the only things that I saw that didn't really work quite as well as I would have liked were, um, it put, uh, all the, te- all the photos that I'd ever gotten in a text message, it put those, in with my photos dated with the date that I made that I did the import so if if I had taken a picture on the iPhone that was dated in the in the photos app then um that, that date would be proper on the pixel and on google photos but the the text message photos were all just kind of jumbled hmm. um, and then the other pain point was some of my purchase music on iTunes um doesn't play they don't play here and there
0: I, I'm not quite sure why some does DRM I don't know. Um, you could have some uh, legacy downloads that had the DRM and some it, didn't.
2: It might it might be that I need to sort of go through a little deeper on that and uh, and see what's going on there. But uh, that's what it kind of smells like to me. But what it does on the on the pixels when you play it, you'll see that it's playing and there'll just be no audio. Um, but these are for I guess some. It's just a, that part of it is a has been a, a little bit glitchy, but. The positives have so far outweighed the negatives. I, you know, I'll take it. I, know, if I lost twenty bucks of music or fifty bucks of music, I really don't care.
0: So overall, it's been positive, as you just mentioned. The one, the one pain point that everybody talked about in the past, and there's been some serious, serious investigations on why this happens and it, and the true stickiness behind the iPhone. And I experienced it firsthand when I tried to switch from the iPhone to, I think, the Samsung five. S5 years ago was the messaging services Mm -hmm. when I would message uh, colleagues, friends, family. They weren't receiving my messages or I wasn't receiving their messages because we weren't on the iMessage platform anymore. And there was a default that would (laughs) let you work through those issues, but it was so cumbersome. And at at a certain point I felt like I was losing business Mm -hmm. because people were not they weren't they weren't receiving responses from me because I wasn't receiving their texts.
2: Yeah, well, they were they were really clear in the migration um, what to do with iMessage and how to log out of iMessage just the right way so that it didn't happen. And I didn't have that problem. The only problem I had where people couldn't get my messages were I know this one uh, I know this one person. She's got uh, she has only iMessage and she actually doesn't have a text message plan. So I mean, not much I can do there.
0: Wow. So just to be clear, if you, if you don't, and then you know what, I'll let you talk it through. What do you have to do to really minimize the risk of losing that messaging service between your contacts before you make the switch?
2: Okay. First thing you got to do is you got to go into your iPhone settings, make sure you've turned off and logged out of iMessage and maybe double check that in your iCloud settings as well. I make sure find my iPhone is off they somehow work together I, I think. Um, and then the second thing you need to do, at least this is what I found out is MMS doesn't work well when I send big MMS messages through certain apps. So this was this was new to me that on the Android platform you can uh, let other map apps do your text messages for you. So Facebook Messenger can actually send text messages on, on your behalf and you only have one app sounds great but when you try to send a photograph to someone who's on at and t Facebook Messenger doesn't know to downsample the image and it gets too big for at and t and they just get some weird error message um, this and I'd heard of that happening on older versions of Android but the stock messenger app works just fine so just leave your leave your messenger the Android messenger don't try you know using other apps for SMS or MMS, just use that and make sure I messages off, and, and it'll be all right. So
1: uh, Google has confused me with their messaging strategy. They have that default you know, messaging app, but they also have Hangouts and now Allo. So where does all that fit in?
2: I have no I have no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's something called Allo on here, and I'm like... And you're not using it. Yeah, what is that? I, I'm, not, I'm not using that. That's like their new messaging
1: app, and Good but they that. also had Hangouts. <laughs>
0: yeah, I still use yeah. Hangouts with my friends from school because that's the way we, we used to communicate with each other. That's it. Yeah, and then you got the like that Gmail messenger thing. Yes. I don't know if that's Hangouts same, what? same thing, but you're using messages, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Are they I, a victim of their own success where they're like, hey, no, we'll try this. You can't give too many... Too, too many entrees on a menu because that'll get overwhelming and then you end up losing out, correct?
1: Yeah. Right? It, to me, it's still a confusing
0: mess. Uh, are you what, scared though? After what David just said, are you scared about your messaging services? You losing some messages if you make the switch?
1: Well, I think that has always been my biggest fear and I've done the switch like you in the past and it it does suck to lose all your eye messages. And then if you had previous conversations with iMessage people a lot of times it won't switch oh, won't over um so that is a pain point that you that to me is probably the biggest one because i did not have that problem okay uh what about third-party apps are are you where did you find all the apps you wanted when you made the switch
0: did white noise transfer over just fine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, li- he laughs.
3: Yeah, it works great. <laughs>
1: oh, what's your favorite sound, Dave? Uh, <laughs> just just say white noise. Yeah, yeah the like default no. white noise is your yeah, favorite. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Thanks for you your are, support. <laughs> Moving on, any <laughs> other <laughs> any other apps that you had problems with finding like an equal you know Android
2: app for? I haven't. I keep it. I keep it kind of uh, you know. I keep kind of the big the big ones, um, and I don't really you know I don't really go deep into the app world. Um, the only th- thing from an app perspective that I noticed in the in this uh, Pixel is. Um, the touch sensor isn't as open to the other apps. So if I go into like my fidelity account using the fidelity app on the, I- on the iPhone, I can use touch ID and get right into my, uh, account. Can't do that on the Android for some reason. Hmm. Not sure why. Probably
0: because they had some problems early on, I think. But or maybe so- they haven't, but they haven't because iPhone, as far as usage, the, the development cycle for the Android side hasn't reached that level yet. Right. Yeah, maybe possibly. Hmm. But the Touch ID is, I mean, Todd, do you have a better perspective as, you know, you work in the space full time and you deal with, like, really hundreds of thousands of customers. Does the Touch ID, does that mean the world to a lot of people? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody hates typing in a
1: password. Yes. That's why, you know, apps like LastPass are so important. Um, But, you know, I do like that the Fidelity app, which I use on the iPhone, yeah, they have the Touch ID, and even LastPass added the Touch ID so that you don't. Starbucks even- Starbucks does. Yeah, it, it's just it's super convenient, and and you know from everything I've read, it's it's very safe uh, way to do security.
0: Also, you know where you are in a room and where you stand in life when the two gentlemen that are very successful are talking about investment accounts, and I'm talking about Starbucks. <laughs> That's where I am. This grande latte was easy to get with my Touch ID, you guys. I'm looking at my portfolio with my right. Touch ID. So I. That was a sobering moment. Thank you. So,
2: one the of the messages to the captain of my yacht just went through great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no complaints at all. <laughs> so, overall, your experience with the pixels, that's something that you. I mean, it sounds to me that at the beginning of the conversation, you're in. We talk about some pain points now. The messaging issue really isn't as severe as it was, I would say, two years ago. Uh, is this a change that you think you'll make for life? Because, you know, yeah. a, a device life cycle could be a year, two years, depending on how you're using it. You
2: know, let, I'll just sum this up. I feel like Android as it is now, I haven't used it before, but Android as it is now, integrates all the lessons learned over the past 10 or so years of using actual smartphones and the iPhone basically takes all those lessons learned and just goes, eh. <laughs> you know, um, the notifications, I don't think I could ever go back. Android notifications are so much better. What makes them better? Well, you just get these little icons at the top of the screen. You just pull it down when you you just flick it down with your finger and you can either dismiss them or you, you can actually actively control them. Um, with just a a quick tap without having to go in and out of an application you don't get this little uh, this little badge on top of the application that tells you how many messages you have Um, it's really they really found a nice balance between letting you know what's going on and interrupting you Mm -hmm. Um, and that's that takes time and that takes um, openness to, to changing how you do stuff and and it, it's really refined, and I love it. And it's it would be very hard to go back to the standard Apple like,
0: boom, ding, in your face. ding, yeah. boom, ding, right. ding, ding. I what was it? like, yes, of course, somebody wrote on Michael O'Mara's page. I can't look at it right now.
2: One of the things
1: that's annoyed me, and I have the um, I have a um, the six plus not. No, you've got the you've previous, got the Nexus. You've got the Nexus six. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: and Todd has like 30 phones, so please excuse his ignorance when it comes to which phones he has. <laughs> but they're all test devices yeah. in his well, defense. So. And I, I've always liked the phone,
1: and yes. I agree with Dave, the notifications are better. Um, but one of the things that always annoys me is that Facebook Messenger app and the little pop-up heads. Uh, can you turn that off now? Do you, do you find that annoying?
2: Um. No, I, I don't. I don't. I haven't tried to turn it off because I don't. Nobody likes me enough to message. Me <laughs> no one's much. messaging. I. But um, he actually
0: gets excited when he gets a yeah, message. Exactly. He's like, yes. Contact. <laughs> We're good. It's yes. a girl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Okay.
2: laughs> I'll stop computing for the moment.
1: Yeah. So you don't have that problem. Okay. <laughs>
0: Why, wait, can you clarify for every user out there the dis- the difference between getting a notification yeah. on iOS and uh, an Android platform phone? So, like, let's say you're
1: using a browser or you're not in Facebook at all. You're in a third party app. Yes. You know, it. Facebook can actually pop up a little head with, on, on the screen, whatever you're looking at and i've always found it to be very intrusive
0: on both android and ios
1: no i I, see ios doesn't let you okay they actually restrict developers from taking control of the screen got it it. whereas android's more open and so uh, you'll be just using any kind of app and all of a sudden someone's head pops up on your screen and you're just like you have to flick it off like it, it becomes annoying kind of spammy like and uh, for a long time, I know Facebook would only let you like disable it for an hour. Maybe they've uh, improved that.
0: Yeah, because that's sound- why would somebody want that?
1: I mean, it gets annoying. It gets annoying.
0: We'll I'll have to test that on uh, on your next platform. Here, are you going for the Pixel now? It seems like you're selling all of us.
1: Well, I've, you know, I've been con- seriously considering yes. it. We talked about it a lot on the show. What size um, do
0: you have, by the way, David? I have the small one
2: with uh, 128 gigs of memory. Okay, the flip, the now, five inch.
1: that's interesting you got 128 because one of the selling points for me for the pixel is the unlimited free storage for your photos. So wh- why did you actually go with uh, a bigger storage 128?
2: I just didn't want to run into any problems. Yeah, it's kind of as simple as that. I think if I you know, if you don't have a lot of music that you care about and uh, you know, I don't have a lot of music that I care about, but I seem to have a lot of music that's really hard to manage. Um, then, uh, that doesn't matter, you know, but I just kind of wanted everything to be as seamless as possible. Just bring over everything and, and, uh, have that be done.
1: Okay. Now, is there something like, is there anything that would like bring you back to the iPhone?
2: Um, at this point that, well, there's a lot of things that would have kept me from leaving. Right. But we- bring me back. is going to be tough. Right. It's wow. going to be real tough. Um, what would have kept me from leaving, just be able to set my defaults. That's why I left. Right. You know, I I just can't take it. What about the
1: headphone jack?
2: Um, well I have a Bluetooth headphone jacket and I've used it on my six and I thought it was glitchy as all get out. And that was scary, but it wasn't the thing that, that made me pull the trigger. Um, I probably would have used the adapter, but I just feel, you know, Apple didn't they didn't always disrespect their their customers. I mean, I thought Steve Jobs had a great respect for how his customers use their product, and I think that's gone now. Wow. I think they're focusing on their brand more than focusing on their products.
0: Yeah. Can I have a quick follow-up question? Because I know we're running out of time here. David, do you feel like your experience with the Pixel would, and you might have already, I don't know what you're using as a desktop or a laptop, really a laptop, um, would you consider someone that's into the pixel phone to also take that world onto their laptop and say you should get a Chromebook as well then you're really fully integrated at that point
2: I mean not really I mean I'm a developer so that's that's just something I don't even think about but you know for mom and dad or someone who's just did word processing and web browsing yeah I don't see why not but you'd have to have your use cases be really limited
1: Right. Yeah, like, you know, guys like us who create content, we need photo, audio editors, we need to be able to, you know, me and Dave well, are programmers. I, well, I, I guess maybe I'm just asking can't do that on the wrong friendbook.
0: person, but I, I guess what I'm thinking about is if you've got an Android or a Pixel phone and then instead of spending $2,000 on a computer at Apple that you're really not going to use all that power and juice and you have maybe a son or a cousin or a sister or brother that's going to college maybe a Chromebook is all they need just to get through those 4 years of school with that device because they can take all of all of their um all of their software from their phone to their computers and they're really just going to be using a lot of the sheets and excels or the or what you know basically all the word processing yeah. that we have in school and they would they would save money doing that
1: yeah, yeah. i think so yeah but, you know, for the power user, I guess the question I have would, you know, and I have the, the, um, I guess this, this MacBook Pro is two years old now. Yes. And I absolutely love this model. And so I see what they've done with the MacBook Pro, and I'm, I'm not excited. New guy? Yeah, I'm not yeah. excited about it at all. It I think, looks cool. I think they just wanted to make it center, and I don't care about that. I want more power. I want better graphics. Um, and I'm not sold on this little Touch ID Or the bar. dongle. So, yeah, and it's just a dongle. Like, they've created dongle hell is what they've done. <laughs> and I, I think I have to agree with Dave. I just feel like they lost their way.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and also storage. You know, SSDs are getting so cheap, and they're getting so cheap so fast. It would sure be nice. I mean, I know the future is the cloud or whatever, but it would sure be nice in three or four years' time when you can get a five-terabyte SSD for 150 bucks or something. But you could just pop the old one out, pop a new one in, just like you could the the current MacBook Pro. And you can't do that anymore. It's all soldered in. Yep, that is what true. What you bought is what you bought. Done.
1: So, Dave, and- any final thoughts for all our listeners out there who are thinking about switching over to the Pixel?
2: It boils down to this. If you're a Google user, you use the Maps, you use the Mail, you use the Calendar, then you really have no reason to be on the iPhone. It's You're just, you're just hurting yourself. But, the you know, everything... The decision's more complicated uh if you don't but that's what it boils down to all right all right
1: thanks so much for uh joining us and uh sharing your opinions dave appreciate it thanks dave thank
0: you appreciate it have a Have a good one you know what's great about tech 411 todd is that we get to talk to all our friends and colleagues from around the country we heard from dave and his take on the pixel and that's just one perspective right and that he has his use case we actually have another friend on the line now and he's going to give us his perspective and he also has a wonderful photography background so we'll get to hear what, about the camera and what the pixel really has to offer and i'll let you do the honors todd moore
1: that's right this is our, our buddy's been on the show before aunt pruitt joins us thanks so much for being
3: here aunt. hey man thanks for having me on here
1: now Aunt, you are a digital content creator you're a freelancer you write a lot of articles for the Tech Republic. Um, You've owned all the Nexus phones, so we're getting the other side of the picture here. We had the Apple side. You've always been a Google fan, uh, going through all the different Nexus phones, and now you uh, bought the Google Pixel. We talked a little bit before, and you say you love it. Give me your review of this phone.
3: Well, yes, I do love the phone, but I will be flat-out honest about it it's not for everybody because this phone is crazy expensive and you're missing a few things. You're missing the, the SD slot and you're missing the water resistance and all yes. of that. Hmm. Yes. You know. And
0: the reason yeah. why I'm excited is because I'm an Apple fanboy, and everybody's been <laughs> yelling me about the <laughs> pixel. Finally, the you truth, know. the that's, truth. <laughs> uh, that's real
3: talk. Oscar, that's real talk. This thing costs that much money. It should have water resistance and an and SD slot, you know? Well, they've but, never had an SD slot, have they? They haven't, but you have the competitive uh, Android devices out there from the likes of Samsung that can give you that extra When they're not blowing up, LG. you've got storage. Right. And But with that aside, I'm a digital content creator. I like getting out there and shooting photography and shooting videos. This is for me. The camera on this thing is just amazing. The video stabilization is right on par with me working with Premiere Pro on my computer. It's, it's really, really nice. Let's talk about the photos because
1: one of the things that really attracts me about purchasing the Pixel is Google giving unlimited raw storage of all the photos. How great is that? Oh my
3: gosh, you know, someone like me that again, that's that's another reason why I jumped on because I'm going to shoot these things at the highest resolution possible and you can even install different apps on there that shoots in raw that gives you a bigger file and bigger data and all of that is going right up to the cloud for free. So
1: did you go with the 128 gigs
3: or the 32?
1: I only went with the 32 because of the cloud backup. Right. Right. So you're not using that much storage just for the third party apps. Probably streaming music, so you're not using that as well. That's correct. All right. That's correct. So, what I want you to elaborate a little bit about the different messaging apps. I feel like Google uh, (laughs) has created a lot of confusion. Do people use Hangouts? Do they use the default Android Messenger? There's this Elo product out there. (laughs) What's going on, and, and what do you
3: use for messaging? It's such a mess. I would love to be able to use Allo, but nobody uses it. You know, the people that are using Allo, uh, well, let me take that back, the people that would likely use Allo are already using something like WhatsApp, Mm. And, and there's no reason for them to jump off of WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a really nice messenger. And the people that are using the default Android messenger, they can care less about Allo. You know, it's it's just I mean, they're very it's a very, very pretty app and and a lot of different capabilities in there. It's supposed to unify you with the likes of the iOS friends and family that you may have, but they don't want to use it either. You know, so, so I might not, be the only person using it. It's not compatible
1: with any other their messaging. Like if you're on hangouts, you can't talk nope. to someone on
3: allo. Nope. Wow, Two that's, different problems. And that's another so thing weird. that just Another thing I dislike about it is there's no web interface. I use Hangouts for my SMS, okay? And I can use Hangouts if I'm just sitting here at the desk and if someone texts me, I can text from the computer. I don't have to pick up my phone or anything like that or just use it as a standard messenger on the computer as I would on the phone. Allo doesn't give me that option. You have to have a phone number tied to it. You can't use a Google account or Facebook account or anything like that to find somebody. If I want to add a friend to it, I got to find out what their phone number is. And honestly, who knows phone numbers today?
0: Yeah. That's so true. I didn't think about that. Well, do you th- oh. And this is a conversation we also had uh with our friend Dave about the messaging side and as Todd mentioned there's there's a few different options now when it comes to Android. You probably didn't have as as uh as as hard a time really dealing with the messaging, and because you've been an Android guy since we've known you, right?
3: Right. So it's a fine for me because I've been in the ecosystem. Yes. But I feel for the people that are trying to get off of iOS and come over to Android because it's a it's a hot mess, dude.
0: Yeah. Even with instructions that now. Google has tried to give their users say that you have to deactivate iMessage, you have to unregister, make sure that every one of your devices have been logged out, and then make the switch. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Stand on your left foot, turn around. <laughs> but that <laughs> you know. that's what that's. I mean, that is, I guess, the kryptonite to every user's s- switch. If you're going from iOS to Android, bec- because we, as we've talked about on the same program, y- you're scared of people not being able to get in touch with you, right?
3: Right. And, and that's one thing as an Android lover that I get about iOS, you don't have to jump through all of these crazy hoops. It just freaking works. You know,
1: let's Android talk about, is not giving us that. let's talk about the Google assistant. Um, is, is this, you know, they had Google now, um, mm-hmm. and now they're calling it Google assistant and it seems like they've made some big improvements to, to that technology. What are your thoughts there?
3: What I didn't like about the whole Google Assistant was it was used as one of the big selling points for the Pixel phone. Right. Um, I thought that was useless because it's essentially Google Now and your phones already have Google Now on it. And the only thing you're lacking with the Pixel version versus the other phones is it's a little more conversational on the Pixel, which is nice.
1: Right, so you you can ask follow up questions and almost mm-hmm. like a conversation. Is yep, that it keeps is that really context. so?
3: That's the big feature when it comes to the assistant. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Other than that, it's doing everything that I'm used to it doing. You know, keeping up with my my flight plans and, and calendar and things like that.
0: And let me ask you this: if yeah, you if ahead. if you could, if if you if you could go back in time, let's say a month before you picked you picked up the Pixel and you knew that. The camera was going to be as amazing as it is now, but the drawbacks for you as far as the water resistance and the SD slot were going to be missing. Would you still get the
3: Pixel? Yes, I would still get the Pixel. Nice. Um, I I put on my review, shameless plug, on antprua.com, that the whole Great review, by the way. Thing. Everyone needs to check that out. <laughs> Seriously, I read every word. I appreciate that. The, the water resistance thing— um not to to belittle anybody, but if it's raining outside, I'm gonna be careful with my phone. If yep. I'm going if I'm going in to wash my hands in the bathroom somewhere, I'm gonna be careful with my phone. I mean, that's just second nature. I, I accidents I don't happen get why- though. Accidents happen, but most of the time you're paying for some type of total protection plan on your devices anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so and what I, happens I if,
1: if if a screen breaks or you know there's not a Google store you can run to? How does that process? There's no work? Google
3: Care, is there? Or there's is just no Google. Care. Care. Your bank it's account. Just your, it's just your. <laughs> it's part of your bank account and whatever <laughs> insurance plan that you get on it. But there's also the tempered tempered glass screen protection that you can get for next to nothing. That does Amazon. that
0: does help. That does yeah. help. I actually. Um, have a colleague at school that touts a, what you're talking about right now, the extra glass, like an extra film on on her phone, and I always used to make fun of her, and she says, no, every time I've dropped my phone, because she has a family, she's carrying groceries, has the dog jumping on her, that any time it had fallen, that she would get a ding on the tempered plastic, but not the glass. But not
3: the glass. Not the glass. Hmm. Pretty crazy And there's some some instances like the the people that i got this from they send you multiple multiple uh, uh films to put on here so if this one gets destroyed i just go to my drawer and put a new one on that's pretty but good like my, my grass my glass is fine though yeah
0: glass is fine interesting
3: all right i really
1: want to get your opinion on daydream uh just being <laughs> daydream compatible means the sensors on this device are going to be top-notch Uh, What does that
0: mean for the layperson like me?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tell (laughs) us about Daydream. All right. Well, Daydream is a quote-unquote VR experience um, used on the Pixel device. I can't really call it virtual reality. I call it a virtual environment. (laughs) Uh, this thing is really, really nice. It comes with a little tiny remote control Ooh. to allow you to navigate through all of the different scenes that you're going to see with the, the few apps that are out there now. It's not on par with the likes of, of Vive or anything like that sure. because it's, there's, it's, it's immersive but not as immersive as those because you don't get to walk around. These are more so you're standing in a room or sitting in a chair and you can swivel around. If you want to move, you know, Back and forth on the z space or whatever you use this a remote and it'll move you through the, through the different Do settings. you see the remote in the experience? uh That's only on the only on the menu screens this but once you're inside of an app you don't see it it's so, really really nice far as just Bringing the environment around you there's one app on there that that uh, it takes you up through new york city through manhattan in a helicopter and if you have nice headphones And watching that on your screen, it it really gives you the look and feel of being in a helicopter.
0: And daydream aside, how many years do you think it's going to take for developers, but also consumers, to understand what the power of VR really is? Todd's been kind enough to uh, take the plunge with the Vibe, and we've been over his house, and I've almost broken uh, plate glass windows (laughs) and his computers multiple times but I only know a handful of people that have experienced that high-level VR. Daydream is another option to expose your general customer to what's possible. But how many years away do you think it's that it's really going to be a common, oh, I know what VR can do and what the possibilities are for this type of technology?
3: I think coming into 2017, you're going to start to see a little bit more based off of how google did it with this daydream experience they're bringing it to the consumer and the the layman and you notice this thing got got into people's hands right before the holidays you know so i I already see myself taking this around to my family and sharing it with the with my non-tech non-geeky people and letting them just play around with it. it and the fact that it has the remote with it unlike the samsung pieces. You know, it, it makes it a little more intuitive for people because people are used to just wanding things around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think within, within 2017, you're going to see a little bit more, especially with CES around the corner. And that's just going to further get people interested and, and make you want to look at the Vive and look at the Oculus. And those prices are probably going to come down anyway. Just one more, one more quick question. I feel like I'm monopolizing this conversation. I'm sorry,
0: Todd. I know Ant is your friend and not mine. So I, 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 was, I, I know where I stand in this pecking order, but I, I'm also curious from a photographer standpoint, the way that people are filming these uh, experiences, immersive experiences, like being in a, in, in a helicopter flying mm-hmm. over New York City, mm-hmm. do you see yourself
3: taking the plunge into one of these 360 cameras to create content? I do. That is actually on my list of uh, 2017 plans. Uh, The thing is, not all 360 cams are created equal. I have found that by using the Daydream VR because certain YouTube channels are out there shot in 360, but not everybody is using the same camera. And you can tell just from looking at the resolution and looking at the stitching on a lot of the different um, videos out there.
0: Because they can range into the thousand the tens of thousands of dollars. The last one I saw on one of my tech blogs that I regularly visit was $50,000. And I said, Why would you spend $50,000 on a camera? And then I read the review and it talked about the seamless stitching.
3: Mm-hmm. Seamless so the- stitching and just the, the image quality. You know, you take the likes of someone like, um, off the top of my head, let's say Disney. Okay. Okay. And they want to give the people that can't. Fork out $100 a ticket to go down to Epcot Center and just let them get a taste of it They're probably going to invest in a really really high-end camera to entice these people to come down a little more You know, oh wow. I never even thought about that. So
1: what, what size screen did you end up going with? For your pixel for the
3: pixel. This is the five the uh, five and a half to XL
1: and were, Did you do any kind of comparison between the two specifically with like the VR? That's what I'm kind of wondering is
3: what if you really want to do VR, should Great you be going question. for the bigger yeah. screen? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It will not matter, uh, to be honest with you, because these little lenses on here uh, is is what it's all about. If if these things are for filthy or scratched, mm-hmm, that's what it's all about. Because this your your native screen is going to shrink down to you know to the little uh, I don't even know what it's called viewpoints yes and fit inside of the lens so even if i had a smaller phone this it should work just fine. what if you have small hands (laughs) you don't want to settle down trump okay ouch Ouch. all right
1: (laughs) we keep politics out of this yeah we do yeah Um, tech any any final words on on the pixel for like people that are are contemplating you know, uh, if they should uh, spend the money, you mentioned it is a high price point. Yeah, we're we, talking about six dollars $700,
0: always, correct, if I'm not mistaken? That's
1: correct. We've always That's loved the, the Nexus line, or at least I have, because it was always a reasonable price and a very good experience. And now Google's going high end. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, my thoughts are if you're not into... Fully getting everything out of this phone, whether it's the storage, whether it's the the camera and and, and just creating content with it, don't do it. There are less expensive options out there that can, you know, do some comparable things. But, you know, I, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't if I wasn't me. I wouldn't buy it. And, and as
1: you're basically saying someone who's out there shooting photos almost every day,
3: um, mm-hmm. someone who's creating media. Right. Um, if all you're going to do is selfies, this is not the phone for you. This <laughs> will take, I mean, this will take some awesome <laughs> selfies, but you know what I'm saying? You can go yeah. to an Instagram page and see, you know, just your average Instagram page yeah. versus a photographer's page.
1: All right. So give me your number one pick for reasonably priced Maybe in in the range of $300. Android.
3: Android. Android, um, Definitely the S-series. From Uh, Samsung. From Samsung. Definitely the S-series. LG would have been up there, but their prices are creeping up, and their user experience can be worse than Samsung, believe that or not. What about Motorola and their uh, new—it's
0: almost like a— a transformer-type phone, where in Motorola you can actually dock on attachments, and one of them is a camera. and
3: Yeah, and that camera that they're talk- that they're adding on onto there, it, it's not that great. Oh, <laughs> wow! It 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 makes your phone, you know, about half an inch thicker and a little bit heavier, and the image quality isn't as good. It's not good to know. It gives you that optical zoom and whatnot, but. You can find you can have optical zoom on a good camera versus a crappy camera. You know, I, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, uh, we also didn't mention this, but the camera does shoot 4K videos. Have a you pixel? have you uh, experienced any of that on a 4K screen? Oh my gosh, yes.
3: I, <laughs> I've shot a lot of my uh, vlogging stuff using my phone, and as I mentioned before, just the idea of it being in 4K as well as having image stabilization while you're doing video it's it's unbelievable it only shoots at 30 frames per second in 4k but it is still a very very beautiful image for video oh wow that's good to hear sounds great all right well uh anything you'd like to plug before we uh wrap this up Sure. Be uh, be sure to go over and check out antpruit.com or go over on uh, YouTube and look me up at youtube.com slash And you'll see a lot of the pixel stuff here. I have my daydream VR view, whatever they want to call it, review coming up shortly. I've finally got all of my footage together and I'm trying to put it all in a little bucket right now and get it published for you. All Perfect.
1: right. Awesome. Everyone check that out. I know your review of the pixel was spot on and uh, looking forward to the VR review. that will be great.
3: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thanks, Ant. Right. Talk to you soon. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, awesome. Take See care.
0: You. Bye. Wow. Another great guest, another great friend. Why do you hide these guys? It's been years. It's been years since we had them on tide.
1: We need to do we need to bring more people on the yeah, show. Yeah,
0: less less Oscar, less Todd, yeah. definitely less Mac and let's get <laughs> and let's get more guests.
1: Absolutely. Well, now it's time for apps of the week.
0: All right.
1: And I have a feeling I know what you're going to pick cuz I want to pick that one too.
0: Well, why don't you go first then?
1: You're going to let me take that one? Yeah. The one you you shared with me? Yes. All right. So the name of this app that Oscar actually recommended to me over the weekend uh, is called LightBot Hour. And it is a fun little game that takes about an hour to play and it teaches the concepts of programming. Now, if you have a kid and you're wondering, you know, will you Do think, they
0: have an aptitude for this type yeah. of this type of experience, this type of world, the programming world.
1: And I think that's an important thing to know. Like, you want to know, um, could your child be an engineer? Do they have that kind of thought process? Do they like to solve puzzles? Uh, I actually enjoyed this. As someone who's been programming, I don't know, over 20 years, uh, I thought it was a fun little game to play, and you basically have to guide a robot through a series of puzzles Um, telling it to turn left or right or go forward or jump, uh, turning on lights on or off. And you basically write in a graphical programming language where you're just dragging icons. Um, And then they teach you the concepts of procedures, and then they teach you about uh, looping. And it's really well laid out. And I, I just was blown away by the execution of this. Um, there are some things that could be improved, uh, especially, you know, if if you are a younger child and you can't read yet, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they need to, to add, um, you know, spoken word to the app. Yes. So you're probably going to have to sit down and, and. Um, you know, go over the instructions with your child, but even as an adult, it was fun to play.
0: I'll give you the the per perspective and a little more context behind sure. this uh, this app again. It's Lightbot Hour. It's it's on iTunes uh, the at the App Store right there. Is that I have a nephew who is he's just super introverted and he loves to play piano, but he like gets super ADD with anything else. But he loves solving puzzles, and I was telling um, a colleague about what he's into and what he's not into because I f- because my, what my sister had told me, she's that he, she doesn't feel like he's, he's finding what his passion really is, mm-hmm. but he excels at most of what he pursues, and I said, oh please, baby Jesus, let him be a programmer, <laughs> and one day just be successful because everyone else in our family except for me is, uh, as an MD, as a doctor, right? And she says she doesn't think that he has that that empathy to like – and you can tell, I guess, from having a family full of doctors of what they're into. And I and she said, well, I don't know how to know, how do even get go to even start to find out what type of programming a kid should be doing. And I said, well, I heard about this app. And what I heard about this app is that usually if somebody has some sort of interest in programming or, or even has that aptitude, they'll get through this application that has three levels with five stages within each level – and it's basically problem solving, but problem solving on a puzzle level that starts educating you about different con- different programming concepts. And I and I gave it I gave him the app when I was down visiting him this past weekend. I was fully ex- expecting him to punt and walk away, mm-hmm. but he became obsessed with the actual puzzles to the point where that's all he did to finish out the levels. Oh, wow. And I sat there, and, I, and, I was, and my sister and my, my brother-in-law wanted him to stop, and I finally took him aside and said, no, let him see how far he can go, because that screen time thing is like no more screen time, right? Mm-hmm. They tried to take the phone away from him. I said, no, no, the Oscar's in town. Do you mind? And I pulled him to side. I said, I've heard that if, they have an apti- if you have an aptitude, they'll obsess and they'll get through these levels. And he finished it in roughly two hours and 15 minutes. Every and one of them? Because I know that
1: last puzzle yeah, is every, tough.
0: Every one wow. of them, yeah. he got through it, wow. and Dio Oscar was so blown away that he tried, and it took him a whole flight from Orlando to D.C. to finish it, and it took me forever. Wow. But as a as an 11-year-old, for him to break it down that way, I was A, impressed, and also it gave my sister and brother-in-law uh, really kind of the push that they needed to Look for someone online to come to the house to see if they were open to programming and and, and tutoring him and teaching him a few separate concepts and different concepts outside of this game.
1: Yeah, that is great. I told my brother, you got to have your kids play this, see if they get addicted to it because... I, I see how this is a a gateway to programming 100%. It's a taste, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a
0: little taste and when you're done this little this little and I don't have a better word for this acute certificate comes up from code.org which is trying to spread code across America to our, our youth and it says congratulations you and it, it looks like a little kid yeah. kids like uh achievement certificate. It was just fun.
1: Oh, I, when I got that certificate I was so happy. I haven't- <laughs> Got an award in like 20 years. It felt great. It felt really good.
0: All right, so that's Todd's app of the week. It's uh, Lightbot Hour. Check that out. Mine isn't as cool or as fulfilling, but it's funny we even talked about this. I'm going to give you a twofer. And this is, you know how this works, uh, Todd. One, um, Apple once in a while gives you a free app. Yeah. And you can say these apps are free for the next 24 hours. And I'm like, okay, I got to download some of these apps. And some of them are rules, some of them aren't, aren't so great. I ordered. Uh, I bought ten of the free apps of the day that they were giving away for the. For, and only two of them were awesome. And those two were Next Keyboard. We just talked about keyboards mm-hmm. that give you some more options than your current iOS uh, keyboard gives you. Out. Outside of just um, giving you the option for you know your GIFs and your overall um, the icons and emoticons, you can actually uh, sign documents with the keyboard, which is fun. Hmm. And then if you're looking for a more professional version of signing documents, it's Sign Easy. And that's available both on Android and iOS. And the reason why I had to sign a few documents is because ideally the cut and paste on a laptop isn't the most convenient if you don't have that option when you're in the car so i had to find an app that could just sign a document and now i can just do that okay so those are the two not as cool as lightbot hour but a well, lot of fun in all
1: fairness you introduced me to that app yeah and what a great pick
0: and uh, mac uh, my app of the week is
3: called flying roller it is an app where you can measure distances it's a ruler that you can use you just set it on a flat surface press a button Wait for it to turn green, and then you just drag it wherever you want, and it will measure how long you've dragged it. And oh. You can also
1: do
0: it from face to face, where you can do it like across the hallway, where you put it on one face, just and then just pick it up, put it on the other face, and it will show you the distance. Also, has a protractor mode, so it can measure angles and all that. That's pretty cool. Is oh. it accurate? Yeah, I wonder how accurate it is. It's pretty accurate. I mean, you can. Ask. What have you measured? I recently measured a painting uh, frame for my parents. They wanted to uh, replace something, so I just measured around the corners, and got a pretty accurate What's it using to do the measurement? Uh, it's using the uh, accelerometer. Okay. Yeah, because it'll probably pinpoint, and then you move it over. But you have to probably go in a straight direction, right? Uh, like the directions that have to, you have to walk on what across mode. the room? Depends on
3: what mode you have it.
0: Wow. I can't believe you can do that. I was excited yeah. when you could actually have a level on the phone when it first came out. Yeah. But now it can measure. What wow. are you doing next Sunday? Come over. I got some moves <laughs> you're to measure It's a free yeah. app to download perfect all right pretty cool so that what a great show a lot of fun yeah anything to plug
1: uh sure uh we just did a major update to white noise baby if you are uh, a parent and you're not maybe you're not getting enough sleep or your child's not getting enough sleep you got to check out white noise baby we just did a whole new refresh the entire interface and, and uh, the moms are happy. I know when you do that, they get a little upset. Well, they're happy now. Okay. <laughs> they, they they were a little upset um, and we quickly updated it again and, nice. f- and fixed all the issues.
0: Very cool. White yeah. noise, baby. Uh, the only thing oh, I have. And it's yes. free
1: for iOS. Sorry. So. Okay, perfect. Please download that.
0: Uh, just Twitter at Oscar Radio. I think I'm at 13K. Let's make it 15K in uh, 2017. I'd like to continue rolling it out. More content every day as I'm out of business school. And now I'm back amongst the living.
1: All right. Very good. That's it for our show. Thanks again to Dave and Ant for joining us. And we'll see you next time.
0: Ciao, ciao. This
2: is, this is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.